With 2019 finally in the rearview mirror, 2020 has finally arrived, and it's looking to be a huge election year here in America, not just in the presidential race, but also down ballot as well, with control of Congress in the balance. Today, we'll be talking about our predictions for what will happen in the elections in 2020, and we'll talk about all the races uh, that will be happening this year. One place that Republicans are hoping to benefit in is the U.S. House of Representatives. Democrats currently hold 232 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, thus giving them a majority. Meanwhile, Republicans currently hold 198 seats, with one independent and four current vacancies. 218 seats are required for a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. After a crushing defeat in 2018, Republicans would like to take back their majority in the House, and right now they are seeing some benefits. For example, Democrats will have to defend 30 seats in districts Donald Trump carried in 2016. Additionally, one independent will have to defend his seat in a district Donald Trump carried. Meanwhile, only six Republicans are facing challenge in districts Hillary Clinton carried in 2016. Seeing as 2020 is a presidential election year as well, down-ballot voting should help Republicans running in competitive races where there are Democratic incumbents. Republicans believe that the topic of impeachment could also help them make their case to voters, as just two Democrats voted against the first article of impeachment against President Donald Trump, while three voted against the second article, and one Democrat voted present against both articles of impeachment, while no Republican supported either article. Since then, one of those Democrats, Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey, has become a Republican. In spite of this, the overwhelming odds seem to be against Republicans. Historically, the last time the House flipped for either party was in in a presidential race was in 1952, nearly 68 years to the date. Also, Republicans will need to flip at least a whopping 20 seats to make Kevin McCarthy Speaker of the House. To make matters worse for the GOP, 25 Republicans have already announced retirement, with more expected to announce soon. Only nine Democrats so far have announced retirement, most of them in safe blue districts. Fewer incumbents running makes it harder for the incumbent party to hold a competitive seat. Still, Republicans see a small window of opportunity to take back the House. Both parties will see likely competitive special elections throughout the year in states like New York, California, and Wisconsin to fill currently vacant seats. In 2020, one area where Democrats would like to pick up control is the U.S. Senate. Currently, Republicans have 53 seats in the Senate, thus giving them a majority. Democrats currently hold 45 seats, but two independents in the United States Senate vote with Democrats, giving them an additional two seats, giving them 47 seats in the U.S. Senate. Each party needs at least 51 seats to get a flat-out majority. Democrats see targets of opportunity in Colorado, uh, where incumbent Cory Gardner is running for a second term. 
Democrats feel confident in an opportunity for pickup here as it is a state that Hillary Clinton won in 2016. Also, Democrats did increasingly well in the 2018 midterms in Colorado, giving Democrats hope that the state is becoming more safely blue for them. Arizona is another state that Democrats would like to target, as Martha McSally is running in a special election to fill the remainder of John McCain's term. Thanks to shifting demographics and a strong Democratic victory in the Senate in Arizona in 2018, Democrats believe that this race could end up down to the wire as they hope to turn the state blue as soon as possible. Maine is another target for Democrats as well, as incumbent Susan Collins is seeking a fifth term, but despite name recognition, Collins's controversial vote for Brett Kavanaugh could hurt her. Maine also went for Hillary Clinton in 2016, giving Democrats more hope that Collins could finally falter. Democrats also see an opportunity for pickup in North Carolina. Although Donald Trump narrowly carried the state in 2016, incumbent Tom Tillis, who is currently seeking a second term, suffers from low approval numbers and a tough primary challenger. Finally, Democrats think that Iowa could be a target of opportunity as well, as incumbent Joni Ernst, seeking a second term in a swing state, suffers from underwater approval ratings uh, and a lack of fundraising. Democrats also see long-shot opportunities for victory in Georgia, Kentucky, Kansas, Texas, Mississippi, and Alaska. However, as these states are overwhelmingly Republican, uh, it becomes more unlikely that Democrats will pick these states up. However, Republicans also would like to gain some seats, thus bolstering their Senate majority. They believe Alabama, where Democrat Doug Jones is hoping to win a full term, should be a shoo-in for them, as Donald Trump won the state by a landslide in 2016. They also see signs that Gary Peters, a senator seeking a second term from Michigan, uh, could also falter as Donald Trump narrowly carried the state in 2016. Finally, with New Hampshire being a battleground swing state, the GOP sees a target of opportunity to unseat Janine Shaheen, who is seeking a third term in a state where Hillary Clinton barely carried, as they hope that demographics could benefit them. Republicans also see long-shot chances of victory in Minnesota, Virginia, and New Mexico, but with those states being blue-leaning, it's unlikely Republicans will get them. In 2016, Republicans faced a tough map, having to defend seven seats in states Barack Obama carried in 2012. Regardless, Republicans reduced their losses, only losing two seats, allowing them to keep a slim majority. In 2018, it was the Democrats who suffered, having to defend 10 seats in states Donald Trump won in 2016, uh, while only one Republican defended a seat that Hillary Clinton carried in 2016. Regardless, Republicans also managed to defend their capital, only losing two seats as well, preventing Republicans from getting a coveted supermajority in the U.S. Senate. Though the Senate will be close, Republicans appear to have the upper hand. In order for Democrats to get a clear majority, they must gain at least four seats. But a gain of three seats would make Chuck Schumer majority leader only if Democrats manage to take back the White House. Their most likely path is to pick up Colorado, Arizona, and Maine, thus getting them to 50 seats. But assuming that 
They lose Alabama. This will knock them to 49 seats, meaning Mitch McConnell would remain uh, majority leader of the United States Senate. And obviously, this scenario would only be possible if Donald Trump ends up losing the presidency in 2020. If this does not happen, then Mitch McConnell will remain vice president, meaning that a 50-50 tie would only continue to benefit the Republicans. This means that Democrats will have to run the gambit if they want to get back on top. Because of this, Republicans appear to be the slight favorites to retain their majority, though nothing is final yet. While not as significant, there are some gubernatorial races in 2020 that both parties would like to pick up. Republicans hold a slim majority of governorships with 26 governorships in their hands. However, they are unlikely to lose that majority as most Republicans running in 2020 are either popular incumbents or running in overwhelmingly conservative territory. In fact, the only Republican governor who is uh, retiring is doing so in a safe red state. While this may hurt Democrats, only one governor of their party is retiring, making it harder for them to suffer badly. In Montana, Republicans see a big opportunity for pickup as uh, it is an open race, and it is a state Donald Trump carried overwhelmingly. They also see some shot for pickup in North Carolina, where Roy Cooper is seeking a second term. As the state is a swing state, Republicans are hoping this race could be closer than expected. Republican Democrats think they can take down Chris Sununu in New Hampshire as he is seeking a third term. As they've mostly had luck in that state in the last few years, they think they have the opportunity to take him down. They also see long-shot opportunities for pickup in Vermont, Missouri, West Virginia, and Indiana. But as popular incumbents are running in those states, this seems unlikely. As 2020 is a presidential election year, both parties will have to make their case to the people as to who should be the next leader of the free world. In order to do so, both parties must produce a candidate first. So far, most attention has been directed towards the Democratic Party, as they are the ones hoping to regain power in Washington. Former Vice President Joe Biden appears to be the front runner, as he has the most name recognition and seems to be the most appealing to a majority of black Democratic voters. Biden has also made the argument that he is the most likely candidate to take down Donald Trump. However, many in the party aren't convinced by Biden, believing that his gaffes could hurt him this November. Others argue Biden has too much disconnect between Democrats from younger voters and believe that a more progressive message is necessary for the party and the country. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren have challenged Biden from the left, both becoming names that have promised to move the party further left if they win the Democratic nomination, supporting progressive ideas like the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, as well as a major tax hike for the rich. Some Democrats appear to appreciate the message as they are polling solidly. However, other Democrats 
argued that Biden, that while Biden may not be the solution, a far left message would only doom Democrats and grant Donald Trump another four years in office. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg are running as moderate alternatives to Joe Biden and appear to be slowly gaining momentum in the polls. Meanwhile, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar and businessman Tom Steyer appear to be dark horse candidates in the race. And while candidates like businessman Andrew Yang and Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard aren't in the top tier selection, they seem to be gaining momentum thanks to their non-conventional ideas. Meanwhile, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro, Author Marianne Williamson, former Maryland Congressman John Delaney, Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, and former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick appear to be long shots in the race as they are pulling low. On the Republican side, President Donald Trump appears to be likely to win the nomination, as former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld holds too many unconventional views in the party to receive the Republican nomination, and former Illinois Congressman Joe Walsh lacks the name recognition to win. Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina will be the first primaries and caucuses to determine the elections. The final battle for the parties will be in the ever-so-crucial presidential election. Assuming he wins the Republican nomination, Donald Trump will face off against a Democrat to determine the fate of the presidency. In order to become commander-in-chief, one candidate must secure at least 270 electoral votes, ensuring the presidency regardless of who wins the popular vote. Donald Trump could attempt a win by turning traditionally blue states that were competitive in 2016, like Minnesota, New Hampshire, Maine, or Nevada in his favor. Democrats could target traditionally red states such as Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, or Texas in their fight to dispatch Donald Trump. However, it is likely that Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania will determine the fate of the presidency. Trump is hoping his economic message will help him as the rising GDP uh, could help the incumbent president. But Democrats insist that Donald Trump's policies have only helped the rich and not the middle class. Either way, voters will get the last say in what they determine ne this November at the ballot box. With a new decade approaching, Americans will finally be given the opportunity to determine what the future holds for the country. 2020 may be the cru most crucial year for election in a while, and its result will define the 2020s for the rest of the decade.